Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO Rockstars. All right, everyone, welcome to the SEO Rockstars. It is 404 on 44 2017, and we are found here. Uh, this is Chris Boggs. I'm founder of Web Traffic Advisors, and happily being joined by Frank Watson. How are you? Good, sir. Senior Watson. Well, I'm going to get right into the first uh, story, and we'll get Frank reconnected here. Um, starting today with a interesting story over at Search Engine Land called the deep look at, um, I'm sorry, a deep look at Google's biggest ever search quality crisis. So Danny Sullivan penned this, or at least posted it on April 3rd. And it's an excellent article looking at some of the problems that Google's having with their results these days. Um, I see it fairly regularly when I'm, um, you know, doing research where sometimes results that really don't belong are there. So, um, I'm sorry, we're just having a little bit of uh, technical issues here. Um, but you so, know who started that first there, Chris? That was you, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I mean, I seem to be fine. Um, is uh, I mean, are we still recording? And of can you hear me? We, Should we go? Of, of course uh, we Frank? are, Chris. How good of a producer do you think I am? Okay, so anyhow, how Google lost its search groove. So um, obviously fake news has come into play as a result of, um, you know, the recent election cycle and the number of the sheer volume of numbers of fake news sites that came up. Uh, the um, So that was um, highlighted in this article. And then there was a Guardian uh, article highlighting how Google was putting a Holocaust denial site at the top of its search results for did the Holocaust happen. Um, and then there are some voice search examples in here, too, uh, where uh, Google could be found confirming that President Barack Obama is plotting a coup. So uh, there, it's, just a, it's a nice long article pretty much bashing uh, Google, unfortunately, for some of uh, the challenges it has in the rankings that it is able to display. So um, I'd love to get Frank's thoughts on this. Uh, I think we're going to be getting him any moment here. Uh, but if I, um, there's, um, you know, again, uh, <laughs> this is where I would usually pass it off. Um, you have um, autocomplete uh, is, is continues to be a way that we could, uh, you know, test this kind of thing to see what's going on. So why are repub and you can see what's going on. So, uh, um, in terms of the autocomplete suggestions that are being also probably manipulated uh, to some degree. Featured snippets is a continued uh, target uh, that's uh, identified in here as having some issues as well. So uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to get joined by Frank and uh, start up again here. But uh, once again, that article was from Search Engine Land, Danny Sullivan, a deep look at Google's biggest ever search quality crisis. And with that, let's... 
We'll be back with more SEO rock stars right after this. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. All right, and we're back. Frank, so how Google lost its search group? I think it's an interesting article here in regards and, and pulls up some good examples of which, you know, you and I probably see on a, on a relatively daily basis, but it, it's taken this article by Danny, I think, to pull it all together and, and reemphasize that there is some issues, I think, um, you know, when it comes to uh, an automated algorithm. Yeah, I, and and that's the thing. There, there's been uh, the pushover in Europe about um, ad placement being, you know, going to really bizarre places. So you've got a bunch of the majors, uh, major advertisers are pulling back spend uh, with Google, and part of that is, you know, all related to this. What's going on? And and while Danny does a pretty good job of detailing some of it and the fact that you know information's information there's two sides to it and you know you've got certain people that are using you know inaccurate facts and things like that i mean it does come across a little bit towards the end as being an apologist for you know or uh, like don't give up on google type of article but um, overall it, you know it's worth reading because it does give you some insights if, if you don't fully understand the process and unfortunately, uh, we've got way too many people in our space that really don't. And, uh, you know, they just work on the basics. So, 
it's something to be aware of. Yes. So let's jump along. Uh, we've got a good uh, next topic from Search Engine Watch as well. Uh, actually, not as well, but it, it's a good topic as well. <laughs> uh, Rebecca Sentence, who we've covered a few times in the past year, uh, has uh, covered a study, um, Why Do Marketers Still Struggle with Innovative Search Tactics? Now, uh, granted, uh, this is um, you know a, a little bit um, more slanted towards paid search, but I think that there's a lot of uh, excellent content in here. And also, I think that we, um, you know, using the search rate, the ROI highly, um, in, in terms of, you know, it's um, the ROI for search here, according to this study, is at 74%. And that's both, uh, that's lumping together PPC, SEM, SEO, and local. And the only thing that beats that is organic social media and community management, which must be an excellent ROI, because that's actually a first that I've seen you know, um, a study that, that shows uh, social media above it, uh, Frank. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you uh, on this. I, I don't know, you know, it's a limited number of people that they reached out to. I, I think it's also the shift that's happening in uh, marketing agencies. You know, they're, they're creating a whole new area of social media, uh, that type of thing. So, and, and community management as far as, you know, whether it's, Google communities or forums or, or, you know, just places where, you know, Facebook groups, uh, there's a lot of that out there now, which I think of is falling under the rubric of social. But I mean, I, I really, this is also their perception. It's not necessarily what's really driving the ROI. You know, right. the organic results may bring you over to uh, social media. Uh, certain paid search elements are, are also working with Facebook stuff. You know, there's paid social, which comes under right underneath it. Um, yeah, uh, this one. Yeah, so by the way, this research is a Bing ads uh, piece, and, and it referenced in the article, but it's called Prioritize Search to Maximize the ROI of Marketing. Um, so that's where the deeper data that's referenced uh, from this is. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the next stat I thought was interesting as well, Frank, and I think it's an interesting thing, again, to look at it uh, with an SEO lens, but as well as understand that, you know, our uh, brethren and sistren in the other channels are having the same problems. Because when you look at the complications uh, within an organization, the organization's biggest challenges with budget allocations for marketing programs, you know, each of these that are listed here are you know each in their own big beasts uh, competing demands for various line of business stakeholders that's huge lack of ability agility budget flexibility we know that with really big companies that can happen cross media attribution and ROIs hard to measure so that makes it hard to allocate uh, based on you know measurement uh, lack of data to inform strategy, which is basically practically the same answer as above, and then you have measurement, almost the same, and then not enough time. I mean, these are all things, Frank, that get in the way of SEO, too, and I, I think especially the larger the enterprise and, frankly, um, you know, the more complicated the relationship with the agency, too, right? I mean, if, it, if there's two large, complex structures working towards a goal, it can take a while. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the... What happens with large corporations is they their agility gets lost, and you know that's the benefit of smaller companies and why certain companies can you know work really well and, and take advantage of 
the online space because they've got that ability where you know they're not they don't have to send things up three ladders to get checked off and make sure you know right. they may not need to deal with compliance they may not need to deal with the executives uh, deciding what the the voice of the company is and things like that so i mean the leaner you are the more you know you can get stuff done you know that time element but the if you go further into this article with the uh, figure 5 it's interesting that you know at least seo is at the top there and then yep. you know by the time you add in the next factor is local search optimization you know and and then we've got things like in store search you know that's interesting it's via an app but it is a form of search so you know optimizing for that ability and using those elements but the things that really are on the radar right now and are, are having an impact very specifically on, on search and, and the SERPs in particular, things like site links and schema markup and, and voice search optimization, as we've been talking about for the last few months, uh, all of those are, are so far down in, in tactics that people plan on using, you know, so... You know, you've got to understand the priority. I understand if you don't have SEO, then it should be the top of your list. But, you know, you should be looking at this stage well beyond, you know, that basic SEO should be in place and, and you should be looking for ways to uh, increase your real estate in the SERPs and, and things like site links and, and schema so you can get into the knowledge boxes and stuff like that are very important. And it's a pity that so many people that were at least polled for this uh, showed that it was so far down on their to-do list that they're most probably not going to get to it. Yeah. So this is the kind of data too. If you're looking for data to try to justify, um, you know, budget and 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 some of the time that you're spending in setting up a program, especially if your organization's growing and you're hiring people, you know, for SEO, these are the kinds of studies that it will certainly help to uh, justify the time that it takes just to get stuff set up, whether it's within a small, mid-sized agency or within any relationship often. Uh, and that's, I've often said, you know, one of the things when you're engaging in SEO that gets missed a lot of times, people talk about technical and content and linking, you know, and setting up those uh, channels of, of work. But one of the big ones is the interfunctional coordination or, or the ability to be able to work together both on, on the client side and client between an agency. So... This data always supports that kind of uh, uh, thought. Uh, the SEMPOST, uh, Jennifer Slag on March 30th, cited that Google was testing breadcrumb URLs above titles on mobile search results. Uh, so I did, have not seen that live. Um, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't replicate it myself. So it may just be the phone, it may be the area. And it's based on a schema, too, on the breadcrumb list schema, too. So uh, you probably need to look for uh, specific examples. But it's a cool little article, and it shows, you know, another kind of opportunity that potentially uh, would make sense for you, right? And, and not everyone is going to benefit from having a breadcrumb. But if you're playing in AMP and you're playing in, uh, um, you know, in the mobile space, uh, this is a topic for you to check out. Uh, that is from... Um, March 30th, 2017, again at the SCM Post. We're going to jump into another topic. Um, we now wanted to cover Search Engine Land 39 questions with Google at SMX West. And this is uh, Eric Engie um, who wrote this article. So uh, this is a great bit of information, a lot of it here. 
Uh, Frank, uh, what do you want to start with on this one? I'd say we go with, does Google maintain any metric along the lines of a domain authority concept? Um, and so Gary Ailey said that, that this is something that Google feels does not really work. For example, on blogspot.com, the user blogs created there really shouldn't inherit the authority of the main domain. So all ranking is page specific. What, you know, I think that we'll have to talk about uh, you know, the tools out there that are using domain authority, and, and, and there's a lot of them as a primary metric right now whether or not google uses it i think that there's probably a lot of correlation between the calculated domain authority by a majestic uh, or a moz or something like that which then probably corresponds to um, you know a similar uh, you know um, likelihood of a lift at the page level right so uh, i think gary's probably spot on uh, but i'm sure that you could talk about um, you know people being off Frank. So, and then there's no such thing as subdomain authority as well. Um, you know, when will Google stop ranking internal search page? Why does it still work? Now, this article, you know, was published on March 31st. And in fact, I think that there was just another uh, piece of content that came out on that topic in terms of ranking internal searches, uh, where uh, they said that they're not going to do it anymore. So, um, you know, a couple more great ones in here, and really, I'm not going to sit here and read through all 39. So um, let's, um, you know, take a break and again, check out Search Engine Land uh, 39 Questions with Google at SMX West from Eric Engie on March 31st. Uh, stay with us here on SEO Rockstars. We'll be right back with you. with more SEO rock stars right after this. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Where affiliate marketing gets its buzz and mobile has its presence. Cranberry Radio, online anytime at cranberry.fm.
Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars. All right, Frank. Um, so one of the things I was talking about, welcome back everyone, by the way, uh, before we took that break was uh, the 39 questions with Google. Uh, there's a bunch of great ones in there. Um, is there any one of them that you in particular wanted to cover, Frank? Actually, I'm having a little bit of difficulty my end pulling them up. It, I thought some of them are actually a little humorous where uh, Gary just sort of goes, you know, shows that, you know, does not know or, you know, is not going to tell us, <clears throat> which is, you know, he skirts around a few of those 39, but I think they were added in just to show that, you know, he, there are certain things that he won't talk about. Right. And that's going to continue to be Google's, you know, they, they want to tell as much as they can or as much as they want us to think that, you know, we know. Uh, but obviously, you know, collectively, uh, we, we got to keep saying what we see. Um, so let's jump into Search Engine Journal uh, from April 3rd, 2017. How to get back on track after a drop in ranking. So this is pretty timely, given that uh, some people recently experienced some drops. Uh, Knock on wood, uh, haven't you know had any such issues, but um, there's a, I think a, a good um, you know kind of checklist here. And one of the things that I, uh, I think presented even once on at PubCon was a uh, you know to set up a checklist of things to do uh, if you were it's a reactive type of a plan, right? If if you do drop in rankings, uh, and I think this is a great uh, type of article, much like that. Uh, in that it, um, you know, it gives you very detailed things that you should do to check to see how, um, you know, you might have dropped rankings. Now, obviously, the first one is to check for manual penalties, which you can do in Search Console, and you should probably have gotten an email if that was the case. Uh, and then, you know, number two is algorithm updates, so you can go check that. But getting into, um, you know, some of the... Um, deeper SEO type of research that he's advocating in terms of from an auditing perspective, trying to see why you dropped. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, jumping into the uh, uh, links and um, content is certainly a good thing. I think one of the, one of the things you might have missed, it would be that I would do, you know, sort of after looking for the biggies would be uh, looking at keywords, you know, individually to see which ones may have dropped, because especially if it was a big keyword uh, or two uh, that could have possibly been the only ones that dropped. So, uh, Frank, there's some uh, good recommendations, though, in here, I think, when you talk about, um, you know, uh, the linking and the content side of things. Yeah, and I mean, what you just mentioned is important. I think that, you know, people have got to uh, start to sort of index where they are. I mean, and, and it used to be easier when we had, you know, without the HTTPS and we, you know, we actually got results of what we rank for and, you know, in, in the analytics and everything. Now, I think you've got to, you know, be very diligent on where you're ranking uh, and, and keep a record of where those where you are for those terms and, and keep checking because, I mean, a drop in the rankings has so many possibilities. I mean, yes, there's the ability of, of your, of an algorithm change that, you may not be addressing the issues that that were there or that you have some sort of manual penalty and, and things like that. But a lot of the times it's, it's your competitors coming up with, you know, something, maybe they're adding 
puts an extra emphasis on keywords right. or they've, they've gained, they've gained some links and things like that. You know, you've got to, you got to keep aware of, you know, it's a great all point. Of the it could be the competitive landscape. And a lot of times people yeah. focus all inwardly when they see that they've dropped rankings, when it could be that they should be looking at the competitor that, um, uh, is doing something that they could maybe emulate um, or benefit from the you know, obvious uh, uh, benefit of that tactic. Now, um, the you know the the details in here, I, I think again are great. Um, you know, the running detailed backlink analysis, though, one of the things that is is also not mentioned here is that um, you know. You should, if, especially if you're in an organization. Um, I, I remember once working with a, a, a very large Fortune 100 company, and we walked in one day, and they had 257,000 more links showing in their report than they did the day wow. before. And we were trying to figure out what the heck, you know, right? And we were very scared at that point about those links uh, because we had worked long and hard to get some some pretty important rankings. And we thought that that could, you know, be seen as a Katrina uh, type of a thing or, you know, uh, suddenly getting, you know, the, the anti-Katrina effect, basically, uh, where you could get penalized for having. And it turned out that their PR function had um, made a deal with a very large um, sporting um, franchise that has events across the country uh, that happen every week. And then, um, you know, as a result of that, they got a bunch of links. And uh, it, it was something that, you know, wasn't really known by the SEO team. So um, one of the things that I would advise there, too, is look to see and, and ask around if there's a sudden drop and you're, you know, some of these other tests aren't showing uh, any uh, and you're not seeing 257,000 links suddenly appear in tools, that could be a lag there, right? So I, I would recommend asking just internally, asking your executives, asking your PR team uh, and, and marketing team or sponsorship teams if they've done anything. Because the same thing goes for the other, right? The other ways, if you suddenly gain a ton of rankings, you want to try to identify what it is, and, and that could be an, a question you should be asking outside of the SEO team. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yeah. I'd this one was from uh, Sergey Gribniak. Uh, I hope I pronounced that relatively uh, well, uh, from Search Engine Journal. So check that article out. It's a good thing to uh, print out and, you know, have as an, uh, an emergency guide <laughs> if you suddenly lose rankings uh, to help you keep your mind and, and uh, you know, uh, check, use a checklist, right? And, and create your own checklist. Uh, you're all SEOs out there, so you know what to look for. Uh, but sometimes in panic, uh, you may forget to check things. So the next one, Frank, that you've curated for us is a nice uh, post from themediapost.com. Brand safety issues at Google, much ado about nothing. Uh, what is this much ado about nothing Shakespearean reference? <laughs> uh, actually, it, it's just you know, situations where <clears throat> brands are concerned about where their messaging is going out and, and what ads, et cetera, are uh, coming through. It's an extension of the, the whole thing that's going on in Europe. And for the life of me, I'm losing my uh, Wi-Fi connection. So to pull up the details of that one. Oh, okay, sure. Um, 
So, um, you know, the idea is that, uh, you know, you remember Kevin Ryan, who used to run the uh, SES shows for a little while, and uh, he's the founder of Motivity Marketing. Um, it, it's um, it, it, what he's saying is that uh, this is an awesome, useful distraction. Um, the, the brand safety issues in terms of uh, that last few weeks as Google seeks to reassure advertisers that it's putting the right measures into place to safeguard against their ads showing up next to offensive content. So I had, you know, some clients actually reach out and ask, you know, what they thought. And, and, and I, you know, I, I said that for the most part, based on our targeting, we shouldn't be found on sites with offensive content, right? But it's hard to tell, uh, you know, and certainly if you're running site-targeted campaigns, it, it makes sense to probably be in a position where you're targeting specific sites versus just shooting a shotgun shell out there that it could end up on some of these bad sites, right? And so um, what Kevin's idea is, is that this is just kind of being fanned into a story <coughs> But it's a nice distraction from the scandals about the lack of transparency over agency fees and commissions. So a uh, bit of a wag the dog kind of um, uh, effort uh, in a way. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. You, you know, you have certain places and, and, and it's more about, say, the placement of Google ads or any, for that matter, any placement, you know, any of the tools that are optimizing for you to get your ads placed somewhere, whether it's ad roll or, you know. Google, etc., and there, you know, you've, you've got people that are constantly complaining because uh, they see you on Breitbart, for example. If you're, you know, not of a right, extreme right-leaning persuasion, but it always amazes me that well, how do these people know that those things are there if they don't like the publications? It's very strange how that happens. It's for a friend. Yeah. They're asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or else they just monitor, you know, extremist sites to see who's advertising on there and then complain about it. Yeah, exactly. Or someone, you know, it's like the poor lady uh, golfer that got her championship taken away this weekend because someone on TV was watching and they said that she cheated the day before somehow by moving her ball a half an inch. So it's a little bit sad uh, that, you know, people get busted that way. But you're right. And that is how and, and frankly, it's just journalism. Right. And, and we as as podcasters should not you should be careful not to throw stones. Uh, but, you know, a lot of this stuff is sensationalist and it grows into something much bigger because of one little example. Right. Um, so. Anyway, let's move into the next topic, which is a nice one from marketinginsidergroup.com. Um, and it is the top SEO trends to watch in 2017. It's a nice infographic. It's a guest post, uh, actually all the way back from February 1st. And it's Jomer B. Gregorio from CJD Digital Marketing that has uh, provided this. So um, schema will gain more importance. Uh, you know, I think that that's yeah, it. Yeah, it pretty much the reason why I included that, and I knew it was a little uh, late as far as the date goes, is that it pretty much covers all of the things that we've been talking about over the last three to six months of, of things that should be on your radar, if not already part of your tool set. Yeah, so everything you're right. I mean, it's talking about, um, you know, schema, more importance, changes in the SERP, uh, search engine result page. 
uh, increase adoption of Google app as people, you know, I'm, I'm adding this uh, editorial comment is that as people stop saying boo and it sucks and no, uh, can't and, and can't means won't and they're testing it and people like Aleda who we had on a, uh, last month, you know, are showing that this, this AMP works. Uh, and by the way, AMP is, uh, they're going to partner with Baidu. Did you see that? Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm sure that that'll be a highly government monitored uh, business relationship, but um, we'll see. Well, it's uh, given the fact that the Chinese use mobile devices, uh, yes, I mean, I would, you well, know, I don't know what the percentages smart. is, but what if the percentages fast, are. Then. It's smart. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's a good partnership. Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. The other thing is the union of personal branding and SEO. Now, one of the things that we looked at a minute ago, the 39 questions with Google, there was sort of a tongue-in-cheek uh, uh, question at the end about authorship and still, if it still counts. Um, you know, and the answer was no, and, and Danny Sullivan repeated no, 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 no. But the, whether or not it's called authorship, there's still co-citation, right? And, and understanding... Um, that your name, Frank Watson, is is listed in, in a number of documents about SEO, right? And so that does make you, from a machine's perspective, uh, somewhat of uh, more of an authority on SEO than just the average uh, Joe or Frank, right? Yeah, and, so and, and if it's coming thing, from a document that's exactly. you know about that marketing versus yeah, yep, and and relevance, right? Um, so it all kind of ties together. And so this idea around the union of personal branding and SEO it continues to be important. Um, you know, I still recommend to people that, that, you know, they use their own names and stuff when they can uh, in social and across uh, different things, because uh, all in all, you can get end up getting, you know, a, a lot of co-citation there. And then the last thing that's mentioned here, uh, well, not the last, uh, but obviously we talked about machine learning and voice search for a bit, but uh, user experience optimization, and that one is being driven also by a lot of these tests that we're doing in P Google PageSpeed Insights, for example, right? And and how that one, the PageSpeed Insights gives you a mobile failing grade, but at the same time, you can get a mobile passing grade for UX. You know, that has to be something I think that better merges uh, from Google's tools perspectives, but also from, you know, what they're saying is good and, and what, what's bad, right? If it's getting a 30 out of 100 on the Page Insights tool, it shouldn't be getting a passing grade on mobile friendly, I think. So uh, I think part of that will, you know, raise its head in this user experience optimization thing with all these people getting mobile friendly passing grades. But, but in fact, uh, they're not looking in Search Console. They don't know that they've got a, a slow, too slow of a performance to really matter whether or not they're mobile friendly because they're not going to compete probably. Yeah, but I mean, user experience, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Google has always been touting that, you know, it's all about the user experience. And uh, largely people, especially in our space, have a tendency to forget about that. And, and concentrate more on getting rankings as opposed to what happens once the person arrives at the page. You know, and that's, that's clearly something that Google is aware of and it's a factor in how they rank you. So it's something that people have got to be a little more aware of and, and involved with. Yes, sir. So uh, another good one. Um, let's go back over to the Search Engine Journal. We're going to do a couple quick hits here before we wrap up for the week. Uh, this was a great article. I, I shared it earlier this week. Uh, 
And Dave Davies, um, a lot of us know uh, Dave Davies, but uh, he's a great smart marketer. Uh, and uh, this is a nice deep post around really, um, it's called the death of organic search as we know it. And, and when I tweeted it, I said, you know, uh, edit and the rise of the machines because it's really what this is about. Uh, and it's not saying that SEO is dead by any means, but I'm sure that he expected a little bit of clickbait activity as a result of that genius use of a headline. Yeah, well, given, given uh, the number of times that we've seen that as a headline, across yeah. the place you know it is definitely something that uh, people should and as you know, some, i think it was mockingly done and as, as someone pointed out it's a pretty bad bad arsed uh, uh uh what do you call it uh when you make the pictures <laughs> Jeez, i'm forgetting the day infographic no the picture on the top is photoshopped that's that oh. word that i sometimes forget uh anywho uh, machine learning's impact on organic search, uh, he gets into the erosion of organic space, you know, the four ads on top, local three-pack, uh, more and more carousels. So, I, I, you know, I think what Dave is saying, uh, and, and if I can summarize, uh, you know, it, it's just becoming a much more narrow space for SEO, and, and you have to be number one, or you have to be in that three-pack, or you have to be in paid search. Uh, in a lot of cases, I think just to get a, a, as much exposure as just being top three or top five used to be in SEO. Yeah, the, you know, exactly. The, the, the landscape of a SERP page now is so much different than the 10 blue links that we had, you know, in the beginning. And now, you know, you've got the location pack, you know, that's just tied to the map if it's something to do with some localized search result or uh, a knowledge box or a video or, you know, if you're on mobile, the carousels and things like that. You know, it's, it's becoming a lot, there's a lot more elements to what is available and what comes up depending on the search. So you've got to be aware of that. You've got to find out what it is that is best practices to be able to be included in some of those. Uh, again, we go back to schema. We go back to you know, voice uh, optimization and things like that. You know, depending on the device that's being used to do the searches. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's a bit of a two sides almost pit against each other here at Google because uh, a lot of what Dave's talking about in this article uh, cites you know basically the encroaching paid listings, right? And and even in the uh, maps uh, where they were testing. Uh, you know, one paid result in the map results and, and, and two organic. Uh, and, you know, we certainly, I think there's a fear there, especially from the small business perspective, that SEO is only going to, you know, even that one then reserve spot or the non-paid map spots are going to be reserved, uh, you know, for the uh, the big brands. Uh, but what I'm seeing is that, that this is the other side, right? Is it does seem as if Google is giving authority to the local brands. And a case in point would be, um, you know, a local payroll person that I worked with that was able to, you know, achieve relatively quickly map positionings, um, you know, above the, you know, the big guys, right? Which are, uh, you find everywhere for payroll. So um, it, it, I think it's a good example where Google is willing to give the small local guy or gal a chance in this uh, in this competitive space for even a vastly shrinking amount of organic position available and local position, Frank. 
Yeah, no, exactly. You know, and there, there, there just seems to be an endless number of issues that are coming up these days. Um, and again, last week we mentioned the fact that uh, Symantec was having some serious problems with Google as far as the SSL certificates goes and, and you know, the things that are impacting there. So, I mean, those sort of elements are things that we've got to be aware of beyond just, you know, the, the what used to be once optimize the content on the page, use hashtags, you know, titles and descriptions, et cetera. Now, you know, our job goes beyond that to, to be aware of user engagement, to be aware of what happens if your SSL certificate uh, has problems and things like that. So yeah, and it's to, also yeah. to be it's to be what Google answers, right? Google Home. <laughs> um, you know, when you say, "Okay, Google," uh, you know, what what's the uh, what's the closest dry cleaner? Uh, or, you know, I guess the closest is probably a good search there because then you're just it's luck of the draw. Because if you happen to be the closest dry cleaner to that person, that query will probably lead you to them, right? But um, if it's top rated dry cleaners or stuff like that, um, you know, cheap dry cleaner, who's going to, what's, what's Google going to, uh, you know, return if you ask Google voice assistant, what, what is the cheapest dry cleaner in town? All right. Um, th things like that are going to become opportunities for SEOs and also headaches. Uh, but I think it'll be interesting, um, to see if there's ever going to be a way to measure, you know, how many quote unquote hits you got and clicks, you know, let alone impressions. I mean, does Google, you know, will GA count a voice search return as uh, an impression or a click uh, for organic? I mean, I would love to see them do that, right? So that we could at least know um, whether or not, you know, people are hearing our, our uh, listings. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we there hasn't been enough given to us as far as information on what the criteria is and how that, you know, gets measured, which might be a good thing to reach out to uh, Gary or John Mueller and, and ask them, you know, where and how would be best practices for knowing if you're uh, appearing in voice answered responses. Yeah, I would do that, um, but I don't like to, I don't like to reach out on Twitter anymore. Thanks to our current administration, um, I've stuck. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's a good idea, though. Uh, I think someone should definitely reach out to them and ask them, "Hey, are we going to measure impressions and clicks as per se on Google Voice Search?" So, uh, a quick hat tip to a last topic from Barry um, over at Polemic Digital: um, an open letter to the industry from March 30th. It's a uh, it's a great article um, that talks about why you know we all love doing SEO. Uh, it's not something you do on a whim, and um, I think it's it's just something worth reading. Um, I'm not going to sit here and read the letter to you, but if you're an SEO, you should check it out. It's polemicdigital.com. Uh, open letter to the SEO industry from Barry Adams, on March 30th, 2017. Frank, any quick points on that one? No, I mean, without a doubt, it's worth a read. It, you know, it's a, it's a sort of an overview of, of just the, you know, where we are and things like that. But it's well curated, as always, good sir. And with that, we are going to call it a rock stars for the week and hope to see you back here next week live on cranberry.fm at 4 p.m. Eastern 
Or you can always check us out, uh, obviously, podcasts on demand at cranberry.fm. And don't forget to contact us at Facebook, SEO Rockstars, or Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear some topics you want us to cover or get more into, um, or any sites you want us to audit or something like that. Let's uh, mix it up a little. Uh, and my, my tip of the week is if you're still having problems with your SSL, go to namecheap.com. Uh, the, the homepage has a link that uh, can walk you through what the situation is there and how you can uh, avoid having a not trusted pop-up if you're uh, using a, an extended uh, validated SSL certificate for your e-commerce. Outstanding tip. Good, sir. Rock on, everyone. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 